0: Hello everybody, what is going on? Welcome to The Last Hit. My name is Munchables and I'm joined once again by Dagda who will be joining me every episode. But here for episode 2 we have a very special guest joining us, Kelsey Moser of, uh, I was going to say of EG fame. I guess EG isn't the reason that people know who you are, but I've had to write this title down. EG's competitive and collegiate development lead is joining us on the show. Welcome first of all to The Last Hit. Um, Do you want to give everyone a bit of an introduction uh, to who you are, but also to what on earth that long, extensive title (laughs) can be translated to? Uh,
1: Yeah, so I'm Kelsey. I've worked in 100th years the past two years as the head academy coach, and basically kind of my title was also head of development and working on projects within that sphere. Uh, Now I am basically focusing mostly on how do we make amateur and collegiate better are there ways we can make programs or projects where we can reach some of the people in that sphere um, how do we not just make people who are playing collegiate esports better players but also uh, better individuals in terms of like preparing them for not everyone is going to become a pro esports player and then uh, on the competitive side because that's also in my title uh, i'm not going to really clarify exactly what i do there but it's mostly a coach facing role instead of a player facing role right so i know our our lcs team and our amateur team are doing well don't give me credit for that right so it's
0: it's more or less okay okay. (laughs) a little bit hush hush on the competitive side i can definitely respect that obviously we're also joined by dagda Mm -hmm. how are you doing mate how how are you feeling off the back of week four because as we as we record this episode we are on the sunday that is the end of week four of the lpl
2: yeah, I mean, I'm good. I mean, we just had IG versus FPX yesterday, so I can't yeah. really complain. That was a banger of a series. It was nice to see FPX kind of wipe the floor with IG as well, where there's so many doubts around them. But yeah, I'm doing good. Happy to be here.
0: Yeah, it's definitely, a, it's been an eventful week in the LPL. And Kelsey, I know you watch a lot of LPL. Um, were there any any teams so far that, that or in fact, you know what, I'll, I'll come back to that. I feel like I'm just getting into the conversations that I want to hit in the podcast anyway. So (laughs) let's start off with everyone's favorite segment. I'm assuming because it's only episode two and I've not had any feedback, but let's just assume it's everyone's favorite segment. It's called Guess the Player, where I'm going to give you guys um, three clues about specific players. There's going to be three different players and you can earn yourself some points um and what we're going to be doing is we're going to be racking up dagda's points over the season and we're going to be racking up guests points over the season and whoever wins maybe gets something and whoever loses maybe (laughs) maybe gets a forfeit i don't know we haven't figured it out yet still episode two if you can't tell i'm winging this um so we're going to start with an easy clue and then a medium uh, sorry start with a hard clue then a medium then an easy clue so the first player um i'll give you a clue and then you can each have a guess and I'll tell you if anyone's correct. This player is known for his farm-heavy style. So very vague first
2: clue. <laughs> Good thing we're not in a farming meta, or this would just be. You know.
1: <laughs> well, I don't want to give it away on the first clue. Yeah. I'm I'm already thinking of three. Yeah. So okay. Do you guys want to
0: give me a stab yeah. in the dark? I'll let you each give an answer, and then All I'll right. say what the actual answer is, or I'll say if anyone's correct, so that. You have a fair shot
2: each. Okay. Um Well, I'll start I'll go SOFM to start off with. Okay, Kelsey? Yeah, that was gonna be that was gonna be my guess, but uh, you can you if can, if can, both, if
1: same, if you can both guess the same. You can both guess the
2: same answer. Yeah,
1: okay, okay.
0: Yep. Alright, well I'll, I'll you're both correct. Fun. It was SOFM. <laughs> <laughs> so forget the other two clues, that are unnecessary. Um I guess that refutation really does <laughs> precede him.
1: I guess yeah i mean i guess dolling tempo for farm is just really a a big calling card there he's he's like the
0: sticky bandits um (laughs) (laughs) so second player i'll just move straight on first clue he is famous for his gangplank plays okay i've got two yeah is
1: it current playing can I ask questions? Is you cannot ask questions. Playing, I'm afraid it's yeah.
0: just the clue in of itself. But That's, the only, yeah. the one yeah. overall thing is that they are all yeah. LPL players, not necessarily yeah. current, but have at least played. The secret the to
2: this, Kelsey, is that Munch doesn't really know any LPL outside of the last like three years as well. You so. don't know how much you don't know how <laughs> much <laughs> research I put is. into each of these. Uh, fair, fair, yeah. Clues. Yeah.
0: <laughs> all right. So let's True. let's have a let's have a guess for the first okay. clue because there's there's more clues
2: covered as well. Okay. Do you want to go first, Kelsey? Uh, yeah,
1: I can go first. I mean, it's, okay, if we're, if
2: we're talking a recency bias, probably bin, right? Okay, Dekta. To keep it interesting, I'm going to go with Zoom, just to, to to make sure we're on different ones. All right, well,
0: the answer was Zoom. So that's yeah. <laughs> there's two in a row now that my first clue Let's is go.
1: way too easy.
0: And I definitely need to make these clues harder. <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, Zoom
1: was my, Zoom was yeah. my other one, right? So it's like, if it's recency bias, it's yeah. been. Otherwise, it should just like be Zoom. A, yeah. But I spend like, far too much yeah. time
2: on Munch, so I'm just in his head at this stage. <laughs> <laughs> I'm living red free, buddy. Nice. <laughs> so, so it's two-one in points to
0: Dagda. So, Kelsey, this third one is your potential redemption. Mm. Um, and I think nice. that this first clue should be much harder than the previous first clues anyway. <laughs> but we'll have to wait and see. We'll have to see. Nice. Um, maybe I just... Don't know as much as you guys. All right, first clue. Um, his username is technically a mispronunciation that stuck around. I actually don't know. I did it. It's not an easy clue. I've managed to crack it. <laughs> uh all right, 5 seconds and then you guys can a, take a crack and and get the next clue. Okay. I
1: have a guess. But
0: All right, let's hear your guess then, yeah. Kelsey. I feel like I need some background mm. music here to to build the tension. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Who <laughs> yeah, wants to be a millionaire yeah. music. Yeah. I'm
1: not I'm not yeah, I'm not I'm not committed to it. Um I want to say it Okay,
2: doctor. Uh I'm going to say Meteor, not because it was a mispronunciation. I know I'm kind of cheating, but a misspelling. It is, yeah. okay. It's kind of mm. Well, you think sideways. it's spelled meteor? <laughs> oh, they spelled it wrong his first year. He was spelled oh, M-E-T-O-E-R because okay. yeah. they put it dead wrong.
0: Okay, well. <laughs> and
1: then they, they couldn't change it back after that.
0: You're both but... incorrect. Um, right. okay. I'll, and I I'll, right, will explain like him, yes, the, the first clue at the end as well, because I think it's really interesting. Okay. Second clue, <laughs> he's notorious for building Magi's every game
1: oh okay oh oh yeah okay okay now I... yeah, you can, yeah. Okay. you can just guess you can just guess i know who it is yeah go for it it's uh oh,
2: it's it's Knight, right because it's k night was
1: what he wanted to be but that, that's why i understand so, but he, everyone called him Knight, that's so he just stuck is with correct
0: Knight. he originally wanted to <laughs> okay. he wanted to be just called Knight, as in n-i-g-h-t mm-hmm. but that was taken so okay. he just added a k to the start of it so it was going to be k night and then he discovered mm-hmm. by pure accident that adding a k to the word night is still night I mean. yeah. <laughs> so he got to be nice could <laughs> you imagine yeah. you
2: have a 1 in 26 chance and you <laughs> messed it up <laughs> any other letter and you would have been fine well no it, it yeah. ended
0: up being the pronunciation he wanted anyway just yeah maybe not quite as edgy as he had wanted <laughs> it to be um so with yeah. that it's a 2-2 scoreline so congrats guys it's a tie um, <laughs> all right so know. that was guess the player anyway so everyone's favorite segment and is out of the way the second clue is really obvious yeah. right so the yeah.
1: second clue is the first clue. I'm pretty sure both of us would have gotten that right away anyway. So, yeah. Definitely. I 100% knew. <laughs> yep. 100%. Well, the third, the third clue
2: was
0: uh, was going to be that he and his friend are both LPL laners from uh, Pingxiang. Which uh, I think that's yeah, the... Okay. the, the yeah. For yeah. anyone that doesn't know, no him and Yagao used to play at land Cafe together long yeah. before they were both mm-hmm. the pros. Uh, so I'm going to move on. Let's talk about the LPL. Let's talk about the standings to start ourselves off here um and i'll just quickly sort of verbally mention a couple of the things in the standings uh, that i think are are exciting first of all the rng are still managing to maintain their their lossless streak so are edg i think edg though they've only played tt this week so i think anyone that expected edg to lose this week was maybe underestimating them Uh, rng however have had a couple of tester matches now and are still looking good guys i I mean, what is your instant reaction to this? Because Re- in my mind, this is kind of ridiculous how good this team is looking. <laughs> They're looking like one of the best in the
2: LPL pretty unarguably at this point. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, I think it's a lot of fun to kind of watch them. Like, when Xiaohu went top lane, I was kind of like, this is going to be a disaster. And then they just gave him every single resource known to man and it's kind of worked out well (laughs) like in draft they played towards him in vision they played towards him in you know lane they played towards him like everything seems to go towards this man but to be honest he's actually been doing a pretty good job like at the beginning he was a little bit shaky but bit by bit his top lane is getting a lot better and this time by this stage i'm actually considering him as a pretty decent top laner best top laner in the league according to the standings (laughs) Oh
0: yeah. <laughs> what are your thoughts? What are your thoughts?
1: Uh, doesn't uh, they have the same point scores? Yes, TDG they are currently like, exactly yeah, so tied. Yeah, are, arguably, you know, Fondra and Shabu are the same exact caliber yeah. players. Um. Okay, so
0: mathematically <laughs> speaking, RNG.
1: So RNG is a it's a funny team because 2017. You probably don't people probably don't realize this, but they're a starting roster with like UZI um. Ming, this was the, the all-Chinese roster after they, their first all-Chinese roster after they lost Mata and Looper, and obviously this was the team where they were one of the first orgs to import Korean players, so as soon as the, the roster came out, people looked at this and they said, okay, this is a budget team, this is not going to do well, right? And then they, 2017, even though they got Uzi back after an instant at OMG, etc., but in 2017 spring, they actually were the first team to really play one three one well in LPL, potentially LPL history. Right. <laughs> so if you go back and watch those those bots, like they actually taught LPL teams like how to play like one four, sideline setup. So like all of the way that we think about LPL now started with like that 2017 RNG with UZI playing like Morris and clearing midway with Q, you know? You wouldn't think about that because the end of the dominant RNG run in 2018, you see, it was really, really tunnel vision done. We're blending poppy, mid, poppy, top, and uh we're playing like these tank mid, tank top. Um, we're playing rumble to roam really, really heavily for bot over and over again, give up farm mid. So whenever we talked about RNG, I was just shouting into the void, especially at 2018 Worlds, because they, they know how to play like this, right? And if you look at Xiaohu, his best champions have been like Syndra, Ryze, etc. historically. So in my head, it was like, this is the the RNG, with him switching to top line, this is the RNG that can be 2017 RNG again. So I didn't want to be too excited about the team, right? Uh, when it first came out, but I was like, you know, I think people are underrating this a little bit. I think they can be good. And then I think Xiaohu is just one of the best sideliners in the league. We just haven't seen that from him much in the past few years. So... Um, I was really excited when I was seeing like yes they're actually playing that way this is really cool, um, so yeah that's that's kind of like my take on it and just a little bit of historical background there. So just there. Uh,
0: and you can basically say anything because I'm not gonna fact check this but like <laughs> coming into the league if you can remember whereabouts were RNG and your your power rankings in your head.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I posted this in the the video with uh, Nelson. I had them like making. Like conservatively, just making playoffs, right? So like in cool. the top eight. This was before I knew it was like a top ten going yeah, to yeah, yeah. Help you out. So I didn't have them like this high up. I did in 2017. You can actually fact check this and go back. I said that they would be first in their group, and everyone thought it was nuts because I thought Ming was insane player at the time, and he did really well. So. Cool.
0: Well, I think I think the eighth place is kind of the fairly standard mm-hmm. power ranking of RNG. Really? I, okay. I think I put them I.
1: I think most I'd people put them, put out them out like 11. Yeah, I think I put them 10th, but I think yeah. most of the casters
0: put them higher uh, than that. Mm-hmm. I
2: was one of the lower See, ones. I, I had them... You had them 10th. Um, yeah, but... bang on. Um, so,
0: yeah. anyway, we'll, we'll move on from RNG. I want to hit a couple of other things mm-hmm. in the standings. No so, problem. for anyone that doesn't know the standings right now, we've got EDG and RNG in first place, FPX now in third, W in fourth, LNG and Top Esports in fifth and sixth, and the rest underneath. I'm not going to go through all 17 teams because that's a lot of teams. Um yeah. Uh, I do want to move into your guys' teams of the week in a second, but first off, I just want to ask: Are there any teams that aren't going to be your team of the week that just stand out to you right now that you want to say a couple of notes about? I think, like, I think uh, JDG, for example, in eleventh place is incredibly disappointing in my mind. I think that's one of the things that a lot of people are very surprised about at home that it's the same roster. They didn't lose any players. Like, what? <laughs> what went wrong? <laughs> they they even upgraded technically. Coaching staff. They got the world's finals coach, right, in Cheshire. But uh, nothing seems to be working for them right now. They're all the way down in 11th place.
2: Yeah. Um, I watched their. They put out a video after Worlds and they were just talking about um, kind of what their expectations were coming into Worlds. And it seems that there was a lot of issues within the team in trying to figure out how they play. Um, and that's why I think a lot of people were surprised because when you looked at JDG, you were like, this is the perfect meta for them. Like, they play around Canavi super yeah. well. But whatever seemed to happen between spring kind of leading into summer and then at the end of summer they just lost complete confidence in their play and you can see even in the the video I think it's on their YouTube channel that it just all wasn't quite fitting together people Mm -hmm. weren't happy with each other and I think we're still seeing a symptom of that now coming into spring and it's, it's funny to see how now rather than playing towards what is the meta style where they play would play towards Kanavi, they're going back towards what we saw at the start of summer, which was, look, if we're not going to be able to play around these farming junglers, let's just go back to early game ganking junglers like Elise, Lee Sin, these things, and we'll just make those work.
1: So... Uh, my i have a pretty defined take on this i remember in spring when people were talking about how well uh a jdg played around jungle and i said they, they they don't play that well around it it's just that no other teams in lpl do right basically he just power farms on one side of the map recalls like he doesn't they don't take advantage of really obvious invade opportunities with Cryo or anything like that um but he was farming while everyone else was uh ganking and giving up creeps right and falling behind in tempo so that made it look like relative to the rest of the pool that they played really well around jungle and then so when people said when when other teams started like kind of studying that and kind of realizing okay this is this is how you play towards the end of summer they just did it better than jdg so jdg ended up not having like lanes that they pivoted around to take jungle control well or anything along those lines and they didn't have necessarily like the selfish star player, right? You have Zoom, who I would say is is still one of the best top liners, and I can go into detail as to why I really like his style, but I'll I'll spare you all. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But he's not going to be the guy who is going to say, yeah, yeah, give me counter pick and I'll carry the game. He's going to be the guy that says, okay, our bot lane can't lane whatever, they need very specific picks, I'll just blind, you know? Um, So that's... For me, that's where I see JDG having a lot of issues. I like the idea of going with Sia and, and Mystic, but so far they just have gut reaction, benched Sia, say we're not we're not doing this again, you know. And they're still charging forward with what they have, trying to make it work.
0: Fair enough. So, it yeah again, I, there's time, right? They played five series, so mm-hmm. maybe maybe for JDG fans at home, uh, that will all resolve itself and they'll be a top team again. But maybe not. We'll have to wait and see. Uh, so I'm going to move on to your guys' team of the week and, and who you guys want to kind of pitch to me. Because um, I think there's a lot to pick, especially with the way LPL is right now. There is a, You could pick any of the top like 11 teams, maybe even 12 teams, and really give a good story as to why that's your team of the week. Um, I'm going to go to you first, Dagda. Who's your team of the week? Sell, sell a squad to me.
2: Okay, I, I'm going to bounce off the high that was yesterday and just ride it for FPX. Because I'm really, really happy with the way FPX look. i mostly Nuggery. Like, I'm just a massive Nuggery fanboy after watching him play so many series. Like, the this guy, the amount of pressure that he absorbs while still being so safe, just understanding pretty much, able to track the jungler himself, figuring out where he needs to be positioned, how much damage he can get out of terror before he needs to back away. Like, this guy's just so damn good. And it means that when you look at FPX, like the biggest thing for them has been relieving pressure from the bottom side of the map. And when you've got Nuggery up there who just understands perfectly how he needs to play, it's doing so much good for this team. And I'm this I actually think that FPX now, the more I see them, the more I'm kind of putting them into the top two, top three position for this split.
0: I can I can definitely get behind that mentality. Kelsey, where are you at? Who are you uh touting this week coming in?
1: so let me tell you guys about everyone's favorite team everyone thunder talk gaming okay? <laughs> Oh no! So... <laughs> this is the direction i thought this
0: would go all right here, t- tell me about thunder this talk. team yeah.
1: <laughs> this team is so good that they don't need ap to win a game okay you know they can they can go camille sejuani renekton enemy team Just can't handle it. Okay, obviously V5, they were running a rookie top laner, but they swapped that guy out. They put an Audi. I wanted it to go to three games just so that we could see (laughs) Chalizi, the god, wreck V5's entire top side. Just all three of them. One, two, three, conveyor belt. But unlucky for Victory 5, Thunder Talker, just that good. They're so good that he didn't even have the opportunity to prove that he was the best top laner of that he could best all three of victory by a starfighter men. And of course, like Xiaopeng. Xiaopong, I have been fighting this guy forever, for absolutely no reason. <laughs> Other than <laughs> that he's one of the, he's very good mechanically, and he does the stupidest stuff. Like, this is the guy who, you know, like, he's the main character in his anime storyline. He just runs into every situation, thinks that he can 1v5. He's like, Rexa is not meta, Rek'Sai is useless. i picked pick this champ right now. <laughs> I was really disappointed when he didn't go the patented. I, build. I forget what he built, actually, but it was pretty wild. Uh, did he do the Prowlers? I think, I think was he was the Prouders. Prowlers, He was right? Prowlers, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Prowlers, Prowler, Rek'Sai, I'm going to do this. I'm going to get a million kills. Doesn't matter, my champion's useless, but I'm going <laughs> to <laughs> still be really, really far ahead. Uh, I love, and then Twi- who what better mid laner would you want to have on your God. team in the current mid laner than Twyla, <laughs> right? Twyla, his entire champion pool is about dealing with all-in cops. LPL loves all-in yeah. cops. Twyla's really happy. He's got Cassio. He's got Victor, you know? Like, you yeah. cannot mess up this guy's day. He's just going to ruin your entire draft plan just it's by himself.
2: It's just not true, yeah. though. <laughs> It's just not so true. I mean the Nico worked out well, you know. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, the Nico is great too. I love the Nico. Like I was so happy when he picked that cuz it's like I've been waiting for someone to pick this yeah. champ. Yeah, her itemization is terrible right now, but I was waiting for it. Um and that's... <laughs> And then of course we're not going to talk about the bot league, <laughs> the the AD position that this makes this teen. I <laughs> teen's like my favorite so my Teen is my favorite rookie coming up from LDL. Everyone was like on that. Him and Captain, actually. The Captain hasn't really played because Twilight's is so good, so he obviously <laughs> can't. Um, but Teen was my favorite rookie coming up from LDL. I love this guy. He's like my my next big thing on support for sure. And this is this is me being 100% wanted, even if the rest of it is crazy. But yeah, I really, I really like Thunder Talk, and they've had some really creative and fun drafts. And the reason why they're my team of the week, guys, they already bested Victory 5, OK? They cannot, cannot possibly also lose to LGD and E-Star. So they're a very safe bet. They're just going to stop the week. They're going to look great. And they're going to pick up a lot of fans. OK, so, nice.
0: Ah, so you see, you've got a <laughs> different tack than I expected with the pick of the week is yeah. it? this week they are going to look good. I like that. That's, yeah. that's intelligent. <laughs> um, I will say, just disclaimer. Um, don't buy any stocks in Twyla, anyone listening? Um, I realize he's not a stock, but <laughs> this was this was propaganda. Uh, don't believe the hype. Yeah. He somehow brought out Renekton, though, this week. And yeah. it suddenly, yeah. it looked like his yeah. best champion okay. ever. <laughs> Aside from the one clip of Zillion last year. Um...
1: I, have a, I have a rule on my stream where we don't shame rookies, but there was definitely some stuff happening in the top lane that shouldn't have happened in uh, that particular game. <laughs> so yeah respectable, respectable. okay <laughs> yeah. i i am gonna i'm gonna move the
0: conversation on from thunder talk uh <laughs> to save myself from insulting people on the internet um so let's That's what that's for that's the entire thing the internet's for that's true actually. um i i want to talk about jungle and i want to talk about your guys top three junglers now this is uh, my personal favorite segment of the show and I've had a lot of arguments with listeners because they all say that it's the guest, the player segment, but I'm, I'm all about the top threes. Um, <laughs> so I want you guys to, to, again, pitch me. Pitch me is not really the right phrase, but I want I want to talk through our top threes here. Um, and I'm curious on how you guys have come to your top threes and, and what you guys value and how different your top threes are as well. So we'll, we'll start off, we'll just, I'll go to each of you, and we'll just say the top three. Yeah. Um, don't justify it straight off at the bat. And then we'll go through, we'll go third place, second place, first place, and and we'll explain. Or maybe
2: vice versa, yeah. depending. Um, yeah, so, Kelsey, just hold on and explain to why Xiaopong is number one until yeah. we get to
0: the end. Yeah, we'll so. come back to <laughs> Xiaopong. We'll <laughs> Xiao <Peng.
1: Yeah. laughs> I, I thought about it. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Dagda,
0: give us your top three. With, without um, context, just drop it out.
2: Yeah, I'm just going to say I was really struggling... Mm-hmm name the top three. But... Oh, you just
0: can't remember their names <laughs> no <laughs> remember in, like, like, to only their order to
2: put them in <laughs> uh, but I'm gonna bite the bullet I'm not 100% convinced but uh, number three Karsa number two Wei and number one
1: Baishang
0: spicy yeah. alright alright and uh, Kelsey over to you who's your top three
1: so I, I considered going that route, okay? But I think ultimately, so actually Carso was very close to being my top three. I ended up going with Tarzan over Carso, and then uh, Wei and Baisheng. So my top three
0: are the same. Damn, all right. Same top twos. Uh, so instead, <laughs> we'll we'll go with number one first and then we'll move down since you guys are, are saying the same thing for number one and two. So Baisheng, the hero of WE. Um... I can listen to you guys compliment Baishang all day. <laughs> so I guess we're going to just extend the duration of this episode. Um, and <laughs> this is this is now the Baishang episode. Uh, but Dagda since you you threw your list out first give me
2: some reasoning. What is it that makes Baishang so much better than the rest of the crowd? Um I just love the intelligent early pathing, trying to figure out exactly how he can play towards his team. I think he's been linking up very well with Missing as well in a lot of their games, and that's what I'd love to see, especially that just the jungle support do a working as a, a team. Uh, but he's also the... And this is kind of the same for my number one and number two, but his mid-fight decision-making is really, really good. I love seeing his decision-making in these fights, where he positions, how he can get off the most damage, his thought process around where he needs to be positioned for his team as well um, has been really, really good. And then even just in and around objectives, his uh, dis- again, his decision-making around when to go for objectives, but his like smite steals have been amazing. Um, there's that clip where he hops in. I can't remember what... Uh, Team he was playing against, but hops in over the baron anyway, steals the fight and then gets like three a triple kill off it as well. Like he's just been absolutely impeccable. Um so yeah, Beishang is my number one just for pretty much every single thing that I look for in jungle, he's been ticking the boxes.
0: All right, I'll I'll quickly check. It was uh I think it was LNG that, that yes still was yeah, against. Yeah. Uh Kelsey, do you have anything to add on the the Beishang hype train that I'm very much just shoveling coal into the engine of right now?
1: Honestly, uh, just in terms of the things that I look for in jungle, um, again, like jungle is a really complicated role to rate because of pathing, you know, how the team wants to play. Like I have, obviously, I think the thing about WE that puts them in the top for me is the way that they play around jungle being actually, in, in my opinion, like the way you should. Right in the current meta, and then obviously you need a very strong jungle to execute that. If you're funneling gold into a jungler by playing for lanes that allow him to invade and having your mid laner basically just follow him around like a a lost duckling, then you should definitely be able to be a strong enough mechanical player to execute with that gold lead and to make the enemy team feel your gold lead, not just get it, right? Which is kind of the shun versus bow dynamic where I feel like Shun's, the ID's pathing around Shun is sometimes very smart, but Shun in fights outside of playing Nidalee is just sometimes tragic, you know? <laughs> um, and then you have, whereas like Bo, I think plays fights pretty well, uh, Talia accepted, and uh, doesn't necessarily, you don't see the same level of intelligence around playing around jungle as FPX, but there, there are a bunch of reasons for that, not quite. Um, so that's like the difference in dynamic. I think Baishong is a really, really good intersection of bowl. Um Whereas my number two to Segway, I feel like RNG don't play that correctly around Juggle, but Wei is like really good in the context of the way they want to play. And he's very good mechanically, you
0: know, so. So just so if we're going to move on to number two, so I'm just going to let you mm-hmm. continue here, Kelsey. So you say that RNG yeah. don't play around him. So what what is it that he does to set up RNG if they're not playing the same style as WE? What is it that sets him apart in his role?
1: so he actually gives up a lot of jungle tempo and then for that just to kind of explain what i mean by that because um what he does is he just doesn't necessarily reset on time he's willing to give up like his bot side camps to like split map even if he could potentially get a jungle lead just to walk into the top side jungle and allow childhood to play um these types of champions that you don't necessarily think of as hard sideline champions um (laughs) like oriana for example (laughs) um
0: AP Malphite,
1: <laughs> <laughs> and so like just and his like presence just forces the enemy jungle out of that side of the lane. Uh, also, in conjunction with Crying, like that being their objective, like picking like in that game the rise, um, and then working with that to to walk into top side jungle to completely force out all threat of Shahu getting collapsed on, except in situations where they're repositioning. And then this is also something they do well is that they'll use the pressure on side lane. From Xiaohu, and then they'll use that that vision there to see the enemy team walking on it, and then rotate to the bot side and rotate their control there. And then if Xiaohu dies, like it doesn't really matter because you're trading that for more control. Um, so those those are the types of things that I see like them moving around the map well and doing. And then on top of that, like Wei gets a lot of kill gold uh, playing that that way, and he also executes very well on his uh, lead.
0: I feel like kill gold is one of the most underestimated resources in League of Legends, except in the LPL. In the LPL, like a kill is an objective for a lot of teams, so I I definitely respect that. So, Dagda, do you want to bounce off of that and kind of temper that with what, what your thoughts were?
2: Yeah, I agree a lot with what Kelsey said. Um, I love how well he's able to play around his top side of the map, but still always kind of finds ways to make sure that he's staying even or at least coming back. Like, there's been a few moments in games where I see, oh, he's falling behind in tempo, but he'll oftentimes find really clever ways of being able to bring himself back relevant, even if, say, like a gank top didn't work out for them or whatever it might be. So I think he's just a super, super intelligent jungler in both fitting what the team needs and being able to generate his own resources when the team isn't playing fully around him Um, and then god I love this guy in team fights like if every single time he seems to get Lilia, it's just like flashing in three-man sleeps constantly getting these big damages off like he's such a joy to watch and seeing this guy progress from E-Star where he is very much gated by well the team as a whole and now finding this new home in RNG it really feels like he's actually finding a place where he can grow and can develop and show what he's capable of and even coming into the split I had this guy rate, rated way lower down I was like look he's a one trick yeah. pony he's basically your gank bot lane cool great that's kind of what I expected from him to see just what this guy's actually capable of now that he's got the team to play around is a thing of beauty nice
0: alright so I'm I'm going to move the conversation on from Wei and from Baishan because I feel like you guys are just spewing compliments and it's it's nice and everything <laughs> but I want to hear the difference of opinion because you you've come yeah. in with different answers for number 3. So um uh, since we kind of snaked on 1 and 2 I'm going to let you da- start here Dagta. Tell me... Right, right, I'm going to decide... Just so I'll give context before I do it. I'm going to decide who's the number three based on your guys' <laughs> pitching of your junglers. All right, so Dagda, oh hit me up with
2: Karsa. <laughs> Why is this guy the third best jungler in the whole of the LPL? Um, so the thing I love about Karsa is, again... Kind of similar to the way where the lanes don't play very much towards him, but he's super intelligent in the way he's able to set his lanes up for success. Um, oftentimes, like say if you're playing Gragas or something like that, especially if you're running Predator, it's nice to get these early recalls, get yourself the boots, and then get back onto the map for an early gank. But Carson will like delay recalls and stuff like this, so he can get like deep topside vision for 369, so then he's able to play a lot more aggressive in lane, and they're able to set him up for success. And, and there's just a lot of things like this that I see in Carson's play, alongside the fact this guy is just stupidly good mechanically and he's able to set up so many plays and his ganks are always on point. Like for a guy who we're not going to see like farm up an absolute storm, the goal that he's able to, I say the, the style of jungle that he brings to play to the goal of top eSports, he's been playing immaculately. And especially when top eSports as a whole has been doing pretty poorly. I think Karis has been one of the shining lights in this team, if not the shining light. And Top Esports would be a hell of a lot worse if Carson wasn't playing as good as he is right now. All right, so
0: Karsa, the backbone of Top Esports. I like it. Uh, Kelsey, over to you. I've forgotten who your third place was. I'm just going to assume it's Uh, Xiaopong. Let's tell it otherwise. Yeah. You know what?
1: If you you want, I can talk more about (laughs) Xiaopong. I'm totally Um... (laughs) done. No, so for me, outside of the top two, it was really kind of difficult because you see there are a lot of strengths and weaknesses on all of the existing picks. And for me to come to arrive at the Tarzan collision is actually, collision is actually really weird because I feel like when everyone was really high on this guy, he's actually kind of overrated just because it felt like he didn't necessarily understand. That was like the timing when you had to really kind of understand um, lane tempo or like how, like play around your lane resets um had to like make sure that you're getting a uh, lane priority when you're going to objectives things like this and then when his lane started to struggle he didn't do that as well and um, not necessarily even even on good timings where his lane would actually need those support so that was a big criticism i levied at him and i think going into this year he, he these past two years he hasn't had great teams to really kind of Around or to like play well around him, like as a jungler in this meta, you need a strong team to play around you. And Bo is an example that I use, but it's like you're never getting mid with Dolby, most likely, uh, <laughs> outside of a few picks. So it's really hard to play around a jungler like Bo. Um, and then with Tarzan, I'm looking at LNG and they have solid players in almost every role, but not like players that will consistently win their bot lane. Unless they have, I guess I consider Tristana a, a, a champion you can choose with. Unless they have that type of situation, they're not spacing well in lane. They're not executing like two v twos too too well. I, like just in terms of light, I actually think I want these pretty good, but just in terms of light. So, uh, and then of course like Nakuya is really new and Icon. I don't know Icon. Just feel like on the day he can play well, right? So a lot of it will fall down to Tarzan making these decisions and he gave up like double scuttle in one game so that he can make a gang play that wasn't there but you can say that about almost every single juggler in the LPL that they will have opportunities to do that but i think in general like he has a read on the map that makes sense right now where it's like i see the decisions he's making and his lanes are kind of letting him down a bit uh so that's that's kind of where, where i ended up on Tarzan I thought about junglers like, I even thought about junglers like Hacker and <laughs> Xiaopang and like all of these types for this category is because I love how like mechanically good they are, you know? Um, and they're so much fun to watch in that regard. But it, it came down to it's like, okay, this is the closest thing to the full package that I'm looking for. And Karsa, I want to see more from top esports before I put him in top three. I was really close though. Um, I think that top esports right now they're just their first two weeks they just kind of didn't seem to care about life or they were like shaking up the world's mold but i don't want to give them that excuse until we get into like week six you know uh so it just seems unfair to like say that he's one of the best strongholds in the first four weeks i also their series today for example uh kanavi was playing (laughs) It was like, they really trolled like the bot reset right to get Dragon and overstay and then Kanavi could have lost his entire top side for that, but they weren't really playing for that condition and then when he did the same thing for Rift Herald, he should have lost his entire bot side for that, but they weren't playing for that condition either. So for me, it was just like the opportunism of being able to identify those situations is what I want to see more from Carson as well. So.
0: Fair enough. All right. Well, I, I baited you guys because I'm I'm not going to decide because it's above my pay grade to uh, to name the top three. <laughs> I'm going to leave that. Oh, I accidentally just deafened my disco for a second. there. Um, I'm going to leave that to the to the experts <laughs> like you guys. Um, but I am going to to move the conversation on here um, as we are about I think 35 minutes. I'm being very very conscious of of where we're at on the clock because I've, apparently I've got to hit about an hour as quick as uh, accurately as I can. So I want to talk a little bit about the meta right now. Um and there's a there's three different topics that I want to hit, but there there are varying levels of controversialness. That's not a word, but we'll just run with it. Um <laughs> I'm gonna start off with Nara. Nara a pick, uh, has been talked about a lot in the League of Legends scene at the minute. Some people love it, some people hate it um i want to get your guys read on gnar both in terms of like as a champion where he fits in the meta whether he deserves the amount of priority he's been having recently whether he deserves the amount of hatred that some people have been throwing his way um what do you guys think about gnar right now dagda we'll start with you because uh, uh you've not you've not said
2: it in a little bit yeah i feel bad for you <laughs> <man>. <laughs> um hit me up well i i kind of gave a lot of my stuff last week on this but i think uh Nara has been a champion that can work in niche situations. He works well as a split push kind of solo lane guy, but when you get to team fights there's just so many supports and CC and everything that can keep him out of the fights that he becomes very difficult to operate in. Um so certainly if you end up in a like blind pick, no but I think certainly if you've got like areas where like Jace and these kind of picks are all taken off the board and you've got a jungler that can actually set up for him so he can push towers and start to get chip damage down, then you can look at him as like a pretty decent uh But honestly, I think without those scenarios, he doesn't really work. And I just don't think teams have punished him as heavily as he can be in the LPL right now.
0: Kelsey, what are your, your, your opening thoughts? And then I, I want to dig a little deeper if, if certain things aren't. Yep. mentioned already
1: <laughs> sure i think for me nar is like he's usually safer than it, it, it. Hmm. let's put it this way if you have a stronger jungle matchup and can play from mid prow then nar will give you a quadrant to invade on because usually he can like play more aggro in the lane or use his Autos to like get prio versus really common blinds like Renekton. I don't think you should be blinded, but he gives you the ability to control that side of the map and to accelerate your jungler, which is something that is pretty strong. Also, if you're playing like a weak side pick, um, a lot of people think of weak side, I think, a little bit incorrectly, but you can play weak side where you're pushing the wave and getting the first crash off, and then you're safe for the entire rotation if the jungler is passing top, right? So that's that's like one way that he can be safer. Uh, I do think he's very punishable if you're able to get that window before he crashes where you 2v2 because his range is very short early on and then in terms of like his hop, plus he just is paper <laughs> um, and he's not, and his animation doesn't really necessarily like allow him, his auto animation doesn't really necessarily give him a lot of space or range, it's, it's a little bit slow. plus. He doesn't have he's really reliant on like fleet footwork move speed. So if that's not stacked, he's just really screwed. Um, so there's there's a lot of like weaknesses of Nar that I agree haven't been exploited, but I think in terms of the way that LPL is using him, it's very good. I also think that the Gale Force nerf helped him because if you're thinking about the different ways in which Nar has to set up to play a fight or to get a good engage. Um Nar is going to basically be looking to go in mega the team has to very much coordinate around this animation and and him building up that Narbar and his ability to go in and then Galeforce just kind of screws over the entire engage um, but like Galeforce nerf I think is is pretty big help then and then since so many teams are just not really thoughtfully choosing where they want to fight uh, if Nar if you're you're a good Nar team and you're good at setting up that kind of position and you're just like in topside jungle for some reason, then Nar gets these really, really good setups with terrain. So uh, that's that's kind of where I am with him. I don't think he's like an insane pick, but I think he gets a lot of flack when I think he fills a pretty good niche.
0: Okay. Do you guys think that he's essentially become Somewhat of a new version of Renekton in terms of the pick that the LPL really likes that nobody else likes that is is just receives a ton of flame that maybe a lot of it is a little unnecessary. Um,
2: I don't know if I fully agree with that. I think um, like we're we're not the only region that's picking him up. Right, so he's mm-hmm. kind of been played pretty much globally, um, and as like we've kind of said, he has his moments, like he has his good spots. And I mean, as Kelsey was pointing out, like if you're able to invade on that top side, you get that entire quadrant to yourself as well. So there are moments where he can work very, very well. I think it's just with the way things are going. Um he has, he's found a nice little spot for himself in the current meta. Um, but it's the, the people that are just going, hey, oh, we're going to lock this in blind. And then we're going to ha- not be able to actually play around. What are the narrow strengths? I think that's where he got a lot of flack. Mm-hmm. Um and I think that's where a lot of the anger is coming from. Okay,
0: so the it's more of a we're mad at we should be mad at the teams for picking him wrong as opposed to mad at Nah for existing, is is the, <laughs> yeah. the general yeah, vibe. much. Game. <laughs> okay.
1: I, I I also think the Renekton blind. Like I, I'm not the biggest fan of Renekton blind either, but I think it got a lot more flack than it deserved because the amount of sustain that Renekton gets, um, how well you can play around the splash cooldown in terms of Everyone is going for dragons all the time. And you can argue about, like, okay, teams are panicking, focusing dragons, but if Renekton can get, like, save his flash for those angles, he's still really effective, even against, like, some of these small edge comps. And then he kind of preys on poor, like, vision control or people not being on the objective when it spawns and things like that. And Gnar can fit that same niche. Mm -hmm. For sure, in terms of people like being annoyed with the pit getting away with certain things, I also think like one thing we didn't touch on is if we're talking strictly about the Renekton versus NAR matchup, uh, Renekton can start D Shield and then NAR is so useless, right? So in that regard, I actually, I actually think Renekton is better, you know, than NAR for the most part. Um, but I, I, I also see like how people are playing off of like Renekton's weak level one to use Nara to invade against Renekton, so. No.
0: Okay. So I think that the, the key conclusion here is that it's more complex than this is good or bad. It's far, far more nuanced than that. And, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: make
0: like, most things a League of Legends. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> also.
1: Also, I like Renekton.
0: Yeah. The other day, <laughs> <way>. <laughs> we we could talk more about Renekton maybe another time. Um, I, I don't want to have him as a discussion because I feel like he's a constant in LPL, at least in the time I've been in the LPL. Next one I want to talk about. Um, these ones I'd imagine would be slightly shorter discussions, but I want to bring up Moonstaff, the uh, the Moonstone Renewer and Staff of Flying Water combo. Obviously, LS uh, famously has made a video about this and he's been touting this it's kind of his new uh Leandre's thing that he's peddling um you guys have the hype train because we've seen it basically not at all in the lpl i think it's been seen like uh, we've seen moonstone Renewer. i don't know if we've seen the actual combo of that with the we, stuff flowing water we have
2: we've seen it on a lilia and i can't remember which lilia it was okay uh, i think it's was canavi Was, it, canavi? It, was canavi, it? okay yeah but mm-hmm. but
0: the key thing is that like it's not caught on. It's been tried a little bit but it's not caught on. It's not like exploded into the meta. Mm -hmm. LEC we saw playing it in the top lane Um, and you know there's been smatterings of it but it's not really been uh, uh, this premier number one build. What are your guys' takes on this? Do you think it's good? Do you think it's underrated right now? It should be played more? Do you think that like building things like the Leandris on Lilia for example uh, it can bring more value? Where do you guys sit in the debate? Because I think it's something that Not many people have discussed very much.
2: Um, I mean, if we're looking at straight up numbers, I know that when you start adding in all the extra AP and stuff like that, I know the damage is somewhat comparable. Um, I think it's more so about the style of play that you want to go for. Like If you're going to go for this kind of slow, more, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, Controlled? Controlled, but um, War of Attrition. Mm-hmm. If you want to go for this more kind of a war of attrition style where it's like, cool, let's get a little bit of poke off with a Lilia or an Ivern and we're kind of taking this slow, we're shielding, we're kind of, we're taking this step by step and methodically working through everything. I think it can work really well. But in the LPL, I don't think we get to see that very often. Obviously, things are way more chaotic. Um, so I think that's why we start to see it a little bit less. And we'll start, we'll we'll continue to see stuff like Leandry's Anguish and stuff being built because, hey, look, in the straight up fight, this is going to provide more and doesn't require as much setup as i think it is but honestly i haven't because we haven't seen it a huge amount i haven't had a huge amount to work off of mm-hmm. um so it could be completely off with that but at least that's from the little sample size that i've seen that seems to be kind of my takeaway from it i do kelsey what do you say so i
1: think that uh it's definitely underplayed in OPL. i think maybe to an extent it's overplayed in other regions mm-hmm. right now or in, in English-speaking regions, like, in the same way that Morello, like, never built Romello. R- Morello was overplayed, right? Um, but I think in in regards, like, I I knew that it was, like, good. And when I saw Kanavi play, the because I remember someone asked me about it. it's like, yeah, yeah, you definitely build this here, because he's behind. Um, it's going to be, like, provide a lot for, I think he had, like, an Aatrox that was building forward for that game as well. Um, it was just very, very effective. I think the biggest thing is, like you get the proc off from moonstone for the self-flowing water heal and the bonus movement speed um in addition to the ap and i actually think it's just really really efficient because it's so cheap you know you build these two item spikes and then it becomes really oppressive for the enemy team to do anything to you so i actually think it's it's not just like about a war of attrition style it's more of about like okay we're spiking really hard uh, they can't come into us anymore, and I think because teams are so focused on like these all-in styles that they're not thinking as well about like how to counter them. I expect to see it more from, like for example, like teams like TT are building, you know, the therapy bots and stuff like that. So I expect to see more stuff like that coming out from like some people. I, I know it's in there. I know it's being played. I just don't know why specifically the the moon stuff. Build aren't there. I think that uh, the moonset bot lanes aren't there because my guess is that LPL teams play like really, really aggressive, chaotic scrims, and Seraphine gets dove bot like five times. The game ends in 15 <laughs> minutes and they decide the pick is shit, right? Um, so I'm assuming that's why we're not seeing the Seraphine bots. Um, or the moonstaff bot lanes, like the double utility bot lanes, but I think in general, like this, this item is underutilized on um, some of the jungle champions at least, and then some of the other b picks as well.
0: Okay, so, you, but you think that you think that we're likely to maybe see some more moonstaff, and maybe it could become meta if if teams caught on. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I think that it's there, right? Like, I think that there, there are hints of it. People know it exists. It's not that it's just like they aren't paying attention and they have no idea. But I think it's just that it, it's probably. I think it'll we'll see more of it soon. But I'm not. Sh- I don't think we'll see the the bot lanes until they are confronted with like international play <laughs> and they lose to a a seraphine bot yeah. or something like that. And, so.
0: Until they lose to it, and then they'll be like, oh, yeah, that thing.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, lpl is very much like that right like the players are like oh no that sucks right (laughs) i'm I'm, and a lot of it is just uh they don't want to play it so they don't want it (laughs) yeah um and then they just they they just rationalize like it's terrible right because they haven't touched it or they tried it once and it's they don't
0: want it to be good so it's not good (laughs) and until until that reality slaps them in the face they're quite happy to pretend it's not (laughs) that um
1: I remember when TS
0: tried Sona at like the international tournament and it was clear that they had very little practice on it. And it was terrible, but you know, <laughs> Sona ball. And let's be honest, Moonstone Renewer Seraphine is <laughs> basically Sona at that point. So um, yeah. I want to I bring up another item build uh, as our final kind of topic on the meta, unless there are any other uh, topics on the meta you guys want to quickly hit. But uh, Dagda, I know you've already had a bit of a look at this because we looked at this together. I want to talk about Rageblade Senna with the Kraken Slayer coming in. Obviously, for anyone that doesn't know, um, Senna's Q procs Kraken Slayer now, and also she got a buff to her attack speed scaling. So I'm not, I don't want you guys to necessarily uh, go too in depth on the the exact numbers if if you don't want to go into that, but more like, do you think that this has a place in the meta? Because there's a very clear selection of eighty carries that are regularly played right now do you think this version of senna can fit into that because this is a much higher damage version of senna than what we've seen in the past
2: yeah i think it's fantastic i think we're going to see a lot of it um i think the fact that so for people who don't know because you build the rage blade and um, it changes the critical strike chance that you have into pure ad but senna's passive has the when you get to 100% critical strike chance, the excess goes into lifesteal. But because of the rage blade, it changes the passive into you just keep getting a bunch of AD. So it kind of gets a bit nuts. <laughs> so I think that's why we're seeing her uh, so high at the moment. And um, plus. Obviously, being able to take souls very, very quickly with the, the rage bait stack as well is absolutely fantastic. Uh, I wasn't sold when I first saw this, though, because I was like, that's a lot of attack speed to be building on a champion that I know is 0.3 from 0.2, but it's still not a huge amount. But the value that you get out of it is just insane. So I think we're definitely going to keep seeing a huge amount of this coming out. Um, and it's really interesting to see such a creative build hitting the main stage.
1: Uh, I think that the she has no business having the point three attack XP ratio. That was yeah. someone wasn't thinking correctly. Like that is disgusting. Like I think like a champion with a kit like Senna should not have that, at all. Like no stop. Like yeah, you can say like it's not that much, but going from point two to point three, like the amount of auto rotation she gets and tops of like on top of being able to just like auto queue auto sys stack, like the Kraken, right? Like that's disgusting. <laughs> Don't let that champion do that, because she also like stacks souls, right? That she can honor from like two screens (laughs) away. Why does that exist? Why is this in the game? (laughs) But yeah, I think uh, I think it's really strong. I know a lot of people are also high because there was a buff to the amount of souls she gets, like the passive souls she gets from like the yeah,
0: and the gold um, she gets from them as well. The ones Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Like I know that a lot of people are on that train, and I think both are good. But I just, I, you, if you get to like uh, two items on Senna with Kraken and Rageblade, I think that that just clearly beats the other version of Senna. Um, in in my mind, like the I think the Duskblade plus the is like the normal item people are building on the support center with Damn. the item that kills wards. I'm so umber, bad umber at names. I don't know how you guys. Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, yeah. there. You go. Like, I'm so bad at those those items item names. I don't know how you guys do it. so good job. I, I just murmur um, until doctor that, corrects me. Yeah. <laughs> like, I literally I'll literally talk about the same item every day, like throughout the week and then forget the, the name of the item every day. But anyway, the point is <laughs> uh, that I think that if you get to like two items, then the the rage by Senna is just ultimately like more damage and more power. Um, so, whereas like the, the other one is going to provide like a lot more sustained, and and so it's just kind of depends on what your team Mm -hmm. needs. So, uh, obviously we saw like today the Zoe Senna combo versus like a lot of the, the shorter range all in champs. And I was just like, yes, yes, thank you, T.S. (laughs) This is actually a good draft. I know this is rare for you, but this is so disgusting. Um, so yeah, uh, I think it's really good.
0: So yes to the build. Yes to her fitting in the mess. Resounding positives. We're going <laughs> to see a lot of center, apparently. Um, okay. Well, yeah. with that said, uh, let's move into the final segment because I know that we are getting close to running out of time. I know we can run over a little bit, but um, I want to begin the segment that this was Dagda's idea. So shout outs to my boy Dagda. <laughs> uh, the Rookie Report. And no, this is not a segment <laughs> exclusively before. about Rookie as much as I would love to talk about Rookie all day every day. Uh, I want to talk about the new kids on the block, and I think this week it's only fair that we talk about Shun and Bo, since they went head-to-head today. They were rivals in the LDL. Uh, both of them extremely hyped up coming into this tournament. Um, and I want to ask you guys, since it's a report, and we're going to treat this like school, and I want to ask you guys to give them a grade each and, and justify why that grade is coming out and 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 which of these junglers is getting the winning grade i feel like since the series went to zero FPX and bo got two quadra kills bo is likely to have a better grade <laughs> but i would love to be incorrect on that one. so dagda i'll let you go first since this was your idea for a second
2: so what's the what's the scale are we doing like legal legend style where it's like f to s or are we doing like no these are f sc- to
0: a? so it's cool. Okay. Let's just say A plus is the best grade you can give. Yeah.
2: Okay. Um, Looking at Bo, I'm going to say kind of like a... I know this is weird because he got like 16 kills, but like an A minus kind of idea. <laughs> like, <you know? laughs> okay, okay. I think he did pretty well. Um. But even in when the interview afterwards with Crisp, like, Crisp was the one kind of directing. It was like, you know, you've got like a, a bulldog on a leash and he's just like, he. Crisp is the one holding onto it and he's just like pointing wherever the hell bone needs to go. But as well, I think he got set up very well in the early stages and it wasn't like crazy smart individual plays from him. It was like, rookies Aurelia diving in and giving him a double kill on Olaf so he hits drinker super fast. It was kind of like, oh, well, I mean, that's going to set you up to be pretty damn strong. And then they had those kills on bot side as well. Like, don't get me wrong, he was playing very well, but certainly was kind of a bit of luck and then a bit of crisp kind of giving him a helping hand as well. So I think still very good from Bo, but I want to see a little bit more from him, uh, especially in his last few series, he's been a little bit... You can see the nerves coming in, like, hey, Rift Arrow's going into the wrong spots and not getting charged on the Towers, or he's just not reading where he needs to be and um, invade opportunities that he's not taking advantage of. So there's still a, a more that I want to see, but certainly on the day, mm-hmm. Bo did a, a pretty good job uh, for Shun. Right, so uh, let me go to Kelsey with Bo
0: first, okay, and, okay. Then, and then we'll go into yeah. Shun. I will say, your, your grade said A-, minus, but your report itself said, like, C plus or a B. <laughs> <There> was <mostly laughs> I was kind of going to
2: go P plus, but I was like, the dude got like he set the record for the most kills in the LPL. His team fighting was really good. I was just kind of like, but caveat could be better, you know? Okay. D- Spelling mistakes and there was like you needed to expand on this <laughs> point, you know?
0: <laughs> bad, bad use of semicolons. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Kelsey, talk, Bo. What, what's your grade? Okay, so is it just for this
1: week or is just just his overall? performance overall? Okay, all right. So from that perspective, uh, okay, I have to take it like uh, American schools. So we're giving participation grades, and we have to be really nice to kids. So we have to give them it's like okay.
0: Rob was really nice. We to can't.
1: Well. <laughs> we can We can't be too critical, right? So um, I th- we're we're basically on a, a scale of uh, everyone gets an A, um, but we will talk in detail. That's not how school's meant to work. <laughs> About the thing, but the, <laughs> it does in kindergarten sometimes, OK? Um, and these these guys are arguably like, advancing to first grade. So uh, <laughs> let's say um, <laughs> we have Bo and, and Shun. I think like the categories of juggle that we can break down, it's like Bo is good at team fighting and scurrying. I think his understanding of juggle control is really bad. So that's much needs improvement. In terms of like he's going to the wrongs, he's my fi- worst thing that I hate when any jungler does it except for Xiaopang because Xiaopang can do no wrong is when you pull dragon or top hips up, or you're basically like playing against your like where you get a lead and allowing the enemy jungle to get really, really high up on that. And I think shooting capitalized on that against him a lot. Um, in terms of his mechanics, his Talia is like really, really questionable. He misunderstood his his smite damage. Like with Olaf, you shouldn't be getting outspited by, <laughs> by basic. I forget who he is. against, but it wasn't a champion with an execute on Baron. Uh, um,
2: I don't remember. It was in, it was Kindred and what was the other one? Um, sorry, keep going. I'll look it up for you.
1: Yeah, yeah but yeah, yeah. So basically, like that that game was like a lot of nerds from him, right? So not as much decisiveness, and that his Talia plays were really sad <laughs> um, in general. Lilia. So but overall, um but overall I think he's he's done very well in fights. Um like the way that they play the skirmishes in, in mid is good. I think that part of the reason why he's not able to capitalize on some of the mistakes that the enemy jungler makes is just because we see Dornby playing a lot of melee champs like the Renekton, etc., and not getting the ability to walk into jungle, but once he's able to like face tank the, the the poke with sustain on Renekton, thats when you see like him making more of these plays that we saw him do in LPL. Um, so that's that's where I am on Bo, and I think overall like he should receive a higher grade than Shun, but everyone gets an A. It's cool. <laughs> All right
0: then. Um, so so let's let's move on to Shun. So your your grade was an A, was it ultimately for Bo? Okay, yeah. so A and A. I guess minus. A minus. Yeah. we just so you're both busy yeah. on the same page. Over to Shun then. Uh, we'll start with you this time, Kelsey. Uh, what's your grade for Shun? Is that like A minus? Since everyone has to have an A. <laughs>
1: it's it's still an A. Oh, it's just um, a straight so... a, regardless of. It's, it's, okay. it's, just, it's, it's still, still Copy an A. That. Uh, when when you've had more than like a handful of games in LPL, I'll give actual grades. Um, but I Fair think. <laughs> Yeah, so I think for me, like um, Shun does, is very smart about the things that Bo is not smart about. You know, which is like the jungle control. Uh, He was actually ahead in that series most of the time uh, before the actual fighting happened, and this is very consistent with what I expected from Shun going in, like reviewing his LBL games. He just sometimes like his spacing is really bad. His third assessment is terrible. He's not going into the fights well. He really only looks insane on Italy, which like, I think um, I heard from Nelson. They saw this guy in scrims, and they were like, oh my gosh, he's so oppressive. But then they started banning Italy, and they said, oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I think that that's definitely a problem. But he definitely has like kind of a mind for understanding how the map works. And that's really cool. A lot of times if you're not good mechanically, you can actually just get such a big lead off of that kind of interaction and off of the fact that you have strong linears in top and mid at least. Mm-hmm. So you can get enough of an XP advantage that even if you don't play quite perfectly, you do well. Um, so I think that that's something that he can capitalize and lean into more. Uh, so I think... There's a chance that you know, like, with his strengths, he ends up being a very, very strong jungle in the context of the LPL, Even if he isn't like executing well, but I would, I would tell him, you know, go into pra- tra- practice school, work on uh, lily image. <laughs> <laughs> um, things like that, and then just kind of like play with the dummies. Make sure you understand your damage. Um, that will give you more confidence to play further into fights. Right? That would be my my All
0: right, so. Yeah. Good good overall, but needs time and practice tool. Got it. Uh <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dag that over to you this parents evening.
2: Um yeah, I'm kinda just going to just to add on to talk about the, the IGFPX series. I felt like he never got really given a chance. Um like the double kill going over in game one early and then just having crisp and uh Bo live in his jungle the entire time was just never gonna be fun. And then in game two they just hung him out to dry. It was like, cool, we're not picking a jungler in this first rotation. You're stuck on Kindred. We have three losing lanes against Olaf. Good luck. You're going to have, you're going to have fun this game. <laughs> like you saw it. He was just, there was nothing that can happen. The fact he even managed to get that first scuttle for himself and it happened after the mark was a miracle to begin with. Like that shouldn't have happened. But, um, again, I think he's going to take a lot of flack from that series, but it wasn't his fault. Um, the, the, game and also the draft never really set him up for success so I felt pretty bad for him watching that series Um, but I think overall he has been pretty good um, echo what Kelsey said uh, like IG know that his best champion is in Italy I think in like four or sorry in Four or five of their games, they've just been like, Nidley's left open, first pick it. We don't care about the rest of it. It's just get the Nidalee for Shun. So I think if you get him on that, he looks absolutely amazing. Um, other picks, not as much, but still I think this guy will have a lot to grow and a lot... I think his high is going to be really interesting to see as he gets used to the lpl but i think the the nicest thing is kind of seeing the way rookie has started to play around him a little bit more giving him a little bit of space and actually setting up vision so he has a better idea of where the jungler is and where he can invade so Mm. i think definitely um on ig he will do well eventually it's just that he still needs a little bit of room to to get to that spot okay you never did you give him a grade oh uh are we, go- is it f- are we going, we're going full series as well? Because I based my first, my last one on just the IGFPX series. But if we're going for the full thing, I'd say A minus. A-. Kind of say basically the same as Bo. I'm kind of cop it out here. Okay. <laughs> so Kel- Kelsey gave them both, yeah. a a, give yeah. them both a solid A. Dagda gave them both
0: yeah. a solid A minus. But we'll give Rookie an A plus in there for helping Shun out as well. Um, and because we all love Rookie. So with that, that's... The that's my last play. like kind of pre-planned segment was there any like last little things that you guys want to hit on before we close out this episode especially you kelsey because Dagda, like, you'll be here next week you got plenty of time uh, but if there's if there are any uh like extra little things or just things for people to look out for over the next week of lpl now would be your opportunity to to just have a word with the audience and right. thunder talk obviously <laughs> just
1: reiterating the best, they're going to win worlds probably. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know.
0: About that. I'm kind of regretting <laughs> giving you this platform. Uh, <laughs> no, no, I,
1: mean, <laughs> I think uh, uh, some of my, like obviously I wasn't a big fan of <laughs> the Camille I Renekton draft, but some of the 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 most creative ideas have actually come out of PT. They had that that one game win versus LG. When they did play the Samira, or not the Samira, the Seraphina and Tabocops, it's really unfortunate that Riot released champions, like basically one after the other, that have very similar names, but whatever. Um, And then uh, I think for me, like we didn't really talk as much about EDG or FDX, which are both like two of the top teams. Um, I think that EDGs have had a little bit of issues in terms of like oh, underestimating what they can fight. I think they still have a really big tendency towards just straight 5 v 5 most of the time. Um, so that's where I see them falling down a peg a bit. I see EDG and RNG as very interesting teams to have at the top because EDG is a lot of talent and they have definitely better fundamentals than TES, though I think I liked a lot of the improvements I saw on TES today. Um, so they have better fundamentals from TES, but then going into like base check with, you know, Aphelios trying to walk into Dragon, I think it's like Dragon 3, and getting poked down or anything along those lines, just like that fight wasn't going to work. Uh, I forget which series it was it was, it was very recent. It was their last game, right? They played TT, yeah. So like they obviously they should have shown some some stumbles against TT, but you know, that that shouldn't have been a mistake that they made in that series. So I'm really curious to see like how they shape out. Whereas I think RNG is a team that ultimately a lot of their players will probably like lose and the the hands fight, you know, (laughs) and they probably won't be the top team. So I'm looking to see like how that dynamic plays out. And uh, edward gaming basically that's just my shout out for edward gaming i also expect tes to surge up yep. a bit more here i still think that they'll finish first um they'll probably win spring in my opinion
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: but we saw a lot better things from them today just in terms of how they were thinking about the map and playing it out. I still feel like Joel walks around and he's like, I really like how my mini map looks when both pixels have pinks in them. And he's not really <laughs> thinking thoughtfully <laughs> about what places, And they And so they're not able to get a lot of control off of that. But And then he's also getting caught in random places. But I think Joel, like, the way they're playing 2v2 is much better uh, with this ball link, So um.
0: That's yeah, crazy. I think a lot of people are underestimating TES right now just because of their place on the mm-hmm. standings, but they're, they're gonna get real good real quick right now. They uh they just needed a week or two to warm up, I think. Dagda, any uh any final thoughts before we close out the show?
2: No, I'm good. I mean, I've got a broadcast seven days a week and podcasts now to talk about <laughs> it. So <laughs> <laughs> I've got several platforms to get my thoughts out. So you know, I'm good. Um just massive shout out to Kelsey, thank you very much for coming on. Uh and it's always amazing to see your input, because you've been such an OG for the LPL. It's always great to kind of have like the depth of experience that you bring. Yeah. And then with all the up-to-date knowledge that you have as well, it's just awesome.
0: And also on that note, uh, quick a quick shout oh. out to to Kelsey's Twitch channel as well. I've, she's been uh, watching a lot of the games of LPL and yeah. analyzing them. So definitely oh. go check her out she, and on Twitter as well.
2: She has a new podcast with Nelson that I need to watch. Actually. Yes. It's about to watch yeah.
0: <laughs> so everyone, do please go and check out Kelsey's stuff. Uh is there anything pending Kelsey that we didn't shout out that you want to quickly shout out?
1: <laughs> nope, that's great. Thanks. Um yeah, if you head over to my YouTube channel, I would just say that the difference between this podcast and that one is this, it's more about like explain to me why OKL does this type <laughs> podcast. Um compared to um like this which i think is is great like a good overview of the games like introducing some concepts to new events right so uh, definitely like we coexist so thanks for shouting it
0: out. all right well with that we're gonna close our episode number two i'm looking at my clock i think we hit just about an hour i don't know if we went slightly over or under, but i've ticked my boxes all right and that's all that was asked (laughs) uh with that said i've been much rules. i'm joined by dagda and by kelsey thank you both so much for joining me And we will see you guys in tomorrow's games
2: of the LPL.